Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners are advised that the following programme may contain the names of people who have died. Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, we continue Australia Month, where we look at Australian films. The Australian film that we have chosen to watch this week is 2013's Mystery Road. That's right, it's turning 10 years old. And joining me on the Mystery Road, we have somebody who has seen the film before and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, it's Dr. Carmen Doley. Hi, Stephen. Long time no see. Long time no see indeed. Well, uh, Dr. Carmen, I understand you've been... uh, Traipsing around another continent like Gallivanting around Europe, yes, exactly. Excellent. How um, was it? It was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. So we went to Ireland, we went to Scotland, we went to London, we went to Paris. Mm. And I wish we could have stayed longer, but life goes on. And we're back in Australia, doing Australian films, apparently. Indeed. Now, Mystery Road. <laughs> yep. What do you know about this film? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing? Is it a musical? I don't know. It could be. <laughs> I mean, a, a light-hearted it, animation? I don't know. I, I, probably not. I, probably I, not. <laughs> based on what I know, I also haven't seen it. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's not animated. That, oh. I can say that one confidently. Oh. Um, do you have a favourite Australian film, Carmen? Not really that I can think of. Mm. I've just never been particularly impressed. Well, not impressed, but no, mm. nothing has really stuck with me that I've watched. Maybe, maybe, maybe there was like a... Um, film in the 1970s called The Getting of Wisdom, mm. which I haven't watched in a while, but I saw on SBS. I quite liked that. It was like a very girls coming of age in a Edwardian school type thing. And that, that was quite nice, but I have not seen that in years. So okay. I can't really say that's my favourite film or anything mm. Australian. Um, no, apart from that, not really, no. Okay, well, may- maybe this is it. Maybe. Maybe it'll be Mystery Road. <laughs> uh, well, luckily for you and me, we have someone who has seen this film. Uh, welcome back to the program, Patrick Downs. Steve, hi. Carmen, <laughs> hi. Hi. <laughs> I-, I love the very Australian Steve at the beginning. I feel, I feel right at home now in, in, the, in the Australian film month. Um, we're in Australia, we're in Australia. That's true. Um, um, welcome back. Uh, it's been... Thank you. Okay. It's been not that long. Not that long, yeah. Chicago, which yeah. Um, I've still got some of the tunes in my head from that <laughs> very fun yeah. this one's not as fun not as fun as chicago I think it's very good but it's um yeah it's not a musical or, or an animation oh. unfortunately i'll just go now <laughs> well in a vague non-spoilery sort of way then yeah. um what what can we expect from a film like uh, from well from mystery road what what what, what uh, we know it's not animated yeah we know it's not songs and i'm starting to realize this maybe isn't your type of film Carmen, <laughs> thinking about it uh but but what can we expect from mystery road it's um so it's very much like a like a neo western so you know it's got those sort of it's set in contemporary times in Australia obviously but it's got those very western tropes you know um those same same kinds of characters it's a crime thriller at heart as well sort of a murder mystery but it is quite somber quite serious hmm. um but you know there's a okay. bit of, bit of action you know in parts of it as well so good yeah. murder mystery can't complain about that yeah yeah, yeah. do you have a favorite Australian film I wish you had asked me got sent me that question before we'd started the podcast i'm sure there is but i can't think of one right now it's like when you say you know think of a song it's like i can't think of a song um bohemian I, rhapsody by queen all right <laughs> it's, it's, it's you could you could literally say any film and we'll go oh interesting choice. any film that's yeah that, that is australian yeah 
No, but I know, I, like, I, there, I just, I can't, I genuinely can't think of one off the top of my head, even though I'm sure I've got a favourite. Maybe when we come back after mm. watching the movie, mm. I'll have thought of it. Yeah. There's a little hook to keep your listeners. Keep us in, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it certainly is another mystery for yeah. our Mystery Road. So, with all that being said, shall we watch Mystery Road? Let's do it. Let's go. Okay, for those of you listening at home, pop in those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and prepare to put on your mystery seatbelts in our mystery cars as we travel down Mystery Road. Is it like a Mario Kart track? I hope so. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Mystery Road. And by we, I, of course, mean my very special guests, Patrick Downs. Hi. And Dr. Carmen Doley. Hello. Uh, Dr. Carmen, that was your first time watching Mystery Road. Yes, it was. What did you think? Yeah, I really liked it. Um, We were saying early on, it reminded me a lot of another Australian film, The Dry, um, Mm. which I have fond memories of because I think it was the first movie I saw after COVID lockdowns ended in 2020. Okay. Um, so that was kind of a nice experience to be back at the cinema and watching something on the big screen. Mm. So, and I, I quite like that movie mm. in general. So it was quite nice to watch something that was reminiscent of that. Mm. Um, I don't watch a lot of Westerns. I'm not really uh, knowledgeable on that genre, but I thought it was a very well-made film. I know you guys were sort of talking about the pacing and maybe it was a little bit too slow for you, but I, I quite enjoyed the pacing. I thought it was... Um, I thought it was sort of good to sort of world build and mm. build that sense of the mundane and the, the horrific going on in the mundane. Mm. And yeah, I just, I thought it was really enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a very well-made film. And, and Patrick, obviously, you've seen this film before. Yeah. When did you last see Mystery Road? Oh, it would be a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so I just, I think I caught it on TV. And so then I didn't watch it properly. Mm. But I remember seeing it at the cinemas when it came out, so 10 years ago. Mm. And it's still... The imagery and, 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 you know, certain plot beats and things like that did, were very, you know, I recalled them very clearly. So mm. it definitely had an impact as a, as a film. Yeah. It's, I mean, I mean, it's, it's just under two hours. Yeah. Um, and it does have very slow pace, which I, I think is good for the world building. Um, but I, I did feel as though it was, meandering is the wrong word. Because I don't think this is a film which meanders. I just feel as though it there's a couple of odd uh, choices in terms of what we are shown as mm. the audience, which I felt slowed down almost the the central character's thought process on the mystery. I, I, it was quite good to see a character hit a couple of dead ends, but I do feel as though those dead ends also did make us go, okay, well I'm feeling the frustration of the character, but I'm also not sure if that's just me being frustrated at the film that mm. I'm watching as well. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's certainly very well made. There's, I don't think there's any doubting that. And it's, 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 it's pretty beautiful. It's it, like, it, oh, it, particularly yeah. The, yeah, it is, yeah. the, the sunset um, scenes that start and end the film. Yeah. Um, are, are just gorgeous. And there's a, those shots in one in particular where he's sort of staking out the, the drug house, the, the drug lab. Mm. And it's just quite a wide shot of him against uh, the sunset. And it's just sort of him in complete shadow whereas mm. the sun sets behind him. That's, you know, yeah, no, the, the way they use the, the landscape, uh, uh, you know, cinema, cinematography-wise mm. is, is beautiful. Yeah, really lovely. Yeah, and it, it, it is a very 
Australian story as well, mm. um, with with obviously having our central character, uh, Detective Jay Swan, who is um, an Indigenous Australian who is in this. Uh, he's he's been away from this uh, country town. Uh, he's come back from from the big city, uh, and he is called in for a murder case of a um, teenage Indigenous girl who's mm. been found dead by a truckie. And, um, yeah, it, it's really interesting where it's the sort of story that works because of its Australian setting. It, it, it doesn't feel like they've just taken a script that was an Old West <laughs> script and just gone, no. but it's no. in contemporary Australia. No, it it feels like the, the care has cl- clearly been taken to tell a contemporary 2010s Australian mm. story. And it's, it's really good. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And I think even though... I am kind of agree with you, Steve. There were parts where, you know, we're just like, okay, he's driving to another place, seeing that silver Commodore again, just yeah. driving to another place. That, but that, that slow kind of laconic sort of start like mm. vibe is a very Australian. Like mm. it's very much a Western thing as well, but it's a real. Mm. I find it a very Australian thing as well too, too especially you know, kind of country yeah it takes a while to get anywhere exactly things Mm. are further apart time just seems to run a bit slower yeah Mm. and it's interesting as well because it it clearly is aiming to emulate western cinema um in in a lot of choices that are made Mm. uh some of the cinematography uh also um just the use of so many cowboy hats i know people (laughs) in in rural australia do wear a lot of "Quote unquote cowboy hats." They're not. Yeah. They're not cowboy hats. But that's beside the point. Um, but there were a couple of like stylistic choices where it was leaning a little bit into yeah. into the western look, which I I think was good. Yeah. But then it did also make me think that like I I, I love really met well made like American westerns, and some of them are like three and a half hours long. If oh you, yeah, yeah. If you watch the good, the bad, and the ugly, you're there for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> There you go. Well, I was going to say, but but I think that the difference is is that with the old west, it it's not a familiar world. Mm. Whereas we we were all living in Australia at that time, uh, even if we weren't living in rural Australia in in twenty thirteen. Um, but a lot of what is shown feels familiar or 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 known. Whereas I think when you're watching this style of film, but it's in the eighteen sixties during the gold rush, it's 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 almost um, it's not quite a fantasy, but it 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 allows us to imagine a bit mm. more. Whereas it's this easier is easier to detach. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and again, I don't necessarily think that should be a criticism of the film. It's more mm. of an observation. Yeah, because no, because the film is going for a very serious. Well, I think that's it. Yeah. Look, because mm. it, it's very much inspired by westerns, and it's got that mm. that western tone. But it's also it's not just that. You know, it's also it's a it's a crime drama. It's a mm. it's a well crime thriller in a lot of ways. You yeah. know, it's it's not it's a cop procedural. It's a lot of different kind of genres to yeah. push together. Yeah, you yeah. Know. and th- there's not a lot of action set pieces. I f- in fact, there's, well, there's really there's, only one. Yeah, there's there's one shootout and, and that a brief chase. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But even that, and that's it's so. I think that's we talk about the Australianness of it. It's like yeah, that's the sort of it's all rifles and. Handguns, yeah. which no, like, yeah, that's no, that's, no music underneath, well, no, no, music, no but dramatic tension, like, but that's just all you'd very, have yeah. really in Australia. Mm. Like you'd have, you know, single shot rifles, or you know, mm. one shot at a time rifles, mm. and I don't know what they're called, but mm. you know, and handguns, like, yeah, 
you know, that's, yeah. you don't, mm. don't really get semi-automatic weapons and or you know machine guns and things like that. No. But th- the shootout felt earned as well. Oh yeah, by, by yeah. the story, like it didn't feel like it was. It, it didn't feel like this film was promising a big violent set piece, yeah. but you knew that there was the potential because we knew that obviously Jay had the gun that he had on him in basically every scene. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we see other characters talking about the guns that they have because mm. they go hunting. And then mm. there's that, obviously, the tense big final scene with the um, with Jay dropping off the, the big bag of drugs that he's mm. found. And then when it does turn into a shootout, it, it feels earned. But what I also like is that shootout is really messy. Yeah. And yeah. Feels, very, yeah. feels very, I've not been in a drug gangland shootout and i'm sort of hoping another am but yeah. um the but it, that felt it felt realistic yeah. mm. in that it was so messy yeah uh, and like, you don't know who's the, who's fighting who yeah. and you know who's yeah. on whose side and yeah yeah and it's very... even though there was like i don't know there's about nine or so guys there only mm. about four or five of them were actually doing any shooting yeah mm. You know, the others were all just like driving or hiding in cars. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like Yeah, and and, and obviously yeah. messy, quick kind yeah. of Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't like, know. Yeah. It, it it follows almost the typical Western thing of, you know, the, the film does end with our hero in a shootout and all the baddies end up dead. Yeah. Mm. Um But it didn't feel oh yeah, typical Clint Eastwood <laughs> killed everyone in the shoot. It's like, no, the the way they showed it the way that you had Jono turning up and yeah. uh, helping out um, Jay shooting from from distance with his rifle. Um, it it felt like oh no that that does make sense that does work. Um, you know Jay being the the lone survivor the way that events rolled out worked. Mm. Um, and yeah it's a mm. yeah it's 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 a really yeah. odd. And just film. even that yeah. like you know obviously the the two guys with the the hunting rifles were you know firing at each other. Yeah, take take where it would take their time, but. It felt kind of, you say it plays into that messiness, that, I don't know if realness is the right word, but mm-hmm. when they're all kind of close to each other with their handguns, like, they obviously mm. know how to use them, but they're not like a Western hero who would, you know, kind of, just, uh, what's the word people like, like, a, you quick know, like a gunslinger, yeah. a quick draw, kind yeah. of bang, 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 shoot five guys dead. Like, yeah. they're just kind of squatting down in their cars like firing at random and yeah. they're all just kind of everyone's trying to hit each other yeah, it's like, in theory I know how to use this but yeah, yeah. but they've never like even though he's a cop he's never really yeah. been in that hmm. situation, situation before yeah. and same with these like these drug dealers like yeah they, they act or they seem like they act tough and they've mm. got guns but they've probably never no. had to <laughs> yeah. just everyone's kind of just yeah, yeah. The, the only sort of like proper marksmanship we see is when it's the rifles yeah. And even then, nobody's hitting first time with a rifle. Mm. It, it, with the, with one exception of the very first shot that hits Jay in the arm, it yeah. skims yeah. his arm. But yeah, but even then, it's not it's not clean. It's not a, yeah. It's yeah. Not, I imagine that he meant he was trying to kill him then. Mm. But. Yeah. So it's it, it like it, yeah. It's it's just got this really interesting realism that I I I wouldn't call it fun. Like this, and this film is no. not not fun. No, it's not. No. And I wouldn't necessarily even say that it's entertaining. It's engrossing, but it is engrossing. Yeah, it's engrossing. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, at, at no point was I like, oh, who who cares what happens? Because because <laughs> it's it's well cast. There's an excellent cast. Like basically, half of the Australian actors that are available were, were in this. Film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. If, yeah, if, yeah, if you heard of an Australian actor, good chance he's there in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Although although the lead, um, Aaron uh, Peterson. Peterson. Pe- 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 is it? With a D, he's Peterson. I thought it was Peterson. Yeah. Like, but anyway, maybe I'm wrong. Aaron, uh, as we'll call him, um, very. I've not seen him in anything before. He's very good. He was great. Yeah. yeah. It, it, like getting getting 
the the lead for your crime thriller or your western mm. is is incredibly important because you have to want to spend two hours in a commodore yeah. with them yeah. basically <laughs> and he's he's really good mm. and, and i think it's also really interesting how he doesn't really ever express an opinion on things which are personal to him or negatively affecting him like the fact that he's constantly being baited by racists mm. yeah. um for, for the fact that he's indigenous and you know them saying oh we don't like you know uh black fellas turning up on our farms and yeah. that, those mm. kind of things and some just straight up slurs at which yeah. He just... yeah yeah saying things which i'm not going to say into no no yeah. 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 i'll repeat them but but, but, <laughs> but like yeah say, saying these things and he don't he never rises to it in that sense the only time that you do get a rise out of him is when wayne the drug dealer is really taunting him about his daughter yeah. being mm. potentially involved in in the world yeah. of yeah. of drugs and that because it tells her, a lot about him as a character that um uh, Jay Swan as a character it's like he his the impression you get is he's built up a, a shield you know, really yeah. thick skin over mm. this yeah well have the, you, the constant taunting of him yeah mm. exactly he's used to it he's he he can he doesn't even really he probably does but like he can outwardly mm. not let it phase him mm. he just carries on. Yeah, when his family mm. or someone he perceives as innocent is is threatened, and yeah, that's that's his real yeah, that's his real weakness. Yeah. yeah. Have Have you guys seen Get Out? No. No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It it did kind of remind me, and not to sort of equate the the African American experience with the Aboriginal Australian yeah. experience by any means. They're very different, but I felt that both films did sort of a good job of putting you in the position of a minority person who experiences that racism day to day and just sort of yeah. get a, an idea of what the, the thinking must be like when you're constantly ha- being confronted with that and, and um, uh, sort of being on the defensive, I guess, yeah. you know, those constant microaggressions that people don't even realise are aggressions. Mm. Um, and I think in, in both films, like the, the protagonist doesn't really rise to it. It's just like, okay, um, you know, either don't cause a fuss or I am so used to this that there's just no point kicking up any kind of resistance to this yeah um i think both films really do a good job of of showing you that that other perspective that you don't really at least for for us as as white people don't really um experience day to day Mm. yeah and again I, i think it's it's down to the the writing um and and also the the filmmaking in that so much of what is the I suppose the the subtext of this film, which is the mistreatment of indigenous people mm. in, in this community, is shown in the reality of the world, but it's not often spoken openly. No, yes, yeah. you know we we see the um, you know the the, the poverty in some cases mm. that that that's happening. We see um, how, like just how the cops interact with the crime scene, yeah. and the, and the fact that every other cop that we see in the film is white. Yeah. Um, and when we find the first uh, girl that, that's murdered, um, Julie, and like they, they've not taped off the crime scene, they've they've been yeah. walking all through it, mm. and Jay's there going, "Well, whose footprints are these?" And it's probably mine. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. And, yeah. it's and, they, and they don't explicitly say it, and they mm. don't need to. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, the film is made in such a way where it's like, oh, you get immediately what's going on. Yeah, exactly. you get the sense that they they're almost going through the motions. The yeah. fact is, is that they they. It's not that they don't care that this young person has been killed. It's just that there's this attitude of, 
well, they're from X community, so this happens all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it happens twice in the film, and nobody's particularly shocked mm. beyond, honestly, Jay <laughs> seems to be the only person. Yeah. That, and I wouldn't even call his response shocked. He's maybe just got an actual... Well, see, I, I, w- I would say, I, I, I actually think you get you meant to think that they don't care. Mm. And I think it's not so much that he's shocked, but he does. he is the only one that cares. Mm. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, they're going through the motions, but also they're only going through the motions because they don't really care. Yeah. it's like, I don't think, that, I, th- I think that's what it's trying to get across, you know, yeah. that these white cops, you know, they, they because of all those beliefs they have, they mm. don't really care. Yeah. Mm. And what happens to the Aboriginal population. Yeah. yeah but it, it's more of a sub- subconscious. Oh, yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. Care, but mm. rather than anything intentional, but then that. Well, you know, some of them are pretty intentional. Some of them it. are pretty intentional, <laughs> absolutely. But it's it's more sort of like, oh, I didn't fence the crime scene off because it's you know it's a it's an open, isolated yeah, area. Yeah. Who's going to come out here? That yeah, kind of yeah. thing, and Where, I, I, which is worse in a way because mm. then you're not even admitting to yourself. Yeah, that so you're showing that prejudice to yourself as yeah. to why you're yeah. not taking this seriously. Yeah, when... exactly. And, and it is interesting. This film showcases a number of characters who are what we'll call actively racist. Yes. Who are yeah. who engage in the use of racial slurs who, you know, make claims about the uh, Indigenous community in town that we, mm. we don't see whether or not they're true or not. Um, but that's almost not the point. The point no, is, is we, we know what this character's viewpoint mm. is. Yeah. And then you have the almost inactive racism where it's things like they're the not bothering to cordon off the crime scene because this is something that they're going through the motions for. They've not actively made a choice going... Oh well, because this person is is indigenous, I'm not going to to work as hard. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's just ingrained in them, and I think it's really interesting how this film shows that over the course of its two hour runtime. Yeah, and it, I mean, that, and it, it's it's real, and I, I'm very aware of talking about this as a table of white people, mm-hmm. you know, as a white person, because I, I can't speak from that, obviously. But I, you know, you've seen and I've seen the way and heard the way cops talk about and interact with Aboriginal people. And mm. it's like, yeah, that's that's really real. Like, mm. you yeah. can tell that there's a... I don't know what the right word is, but th- th- it's different. Ambivalence? And it's, and it's, sorry? An ambivalence, maybe? Maybe. I feel, sometimes I even feel like it's more... It, mm. it, it's more malicious, even. It's, mm. it's different. I, you know, I... I, I and you see it. Mm. You know, I, I, it's just... it's. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to yeah. go on grandma. Yeah. But, no, it's definitely something that, that I have seen... From the from an outsider perspective, yeah. yeah, and is very real still. Yeah. yeah, it's not. Yeah, and and having that as sort of the undercurrent of this this mystery uh, on on the mystery road where we're following Jay as he's trying to pick apart what's happened, and it does transform pretty quickly from a murdered teenage girl case to a okay, maybe the whole town is corrupt. Yeah. Like, like yeah. And it very quickly turns into this story of where's this corruption coming from? And I think the film does a really fantastic job of until the last scene of the film, you're not sure where a lot of key players stand. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I think the big thing is is Jono, Hugo Weaving's yeah. character. Yeah. Yeah. He set up so much in this like, film yeah. to make you go, oh, we can't trust him. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, look, and he's, I think, yeah. unless I miss something, I also feel like that implies that the, the Sarge, mm. who you feel like is dodgy, isn't, because he mm. was telling Jay to go, Jono's got some big busts coming up, mm. so yeah, you stay need to out back of the off. way. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of feel like he's going like, you know, keep your nose clean. Da, 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 da. It's like, mm. oh no, actually, like, 
people were being honest. Yeah. <laughs> he was being legit. Like. Yeah, I, I think it's really fascinating that because we suspect as first-time viewers that Jono is is a bad one, is a wrong is a, a, a wrong egg was what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. He's a wrong egg, that man. Uh, but that you think the Sarge is in on. In, in on it as well. I think yeah. it's a consequence of everyone having seen Hot Fuzz is basically what it, <laughs> it is. It didn't help that you were just re- referencing it throughout the start of I, the I film. Just, it just kept reminding me <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah. I was waiting for, yeah, the greater good to be coming. But also, up. like, yes, you're right. But also, Hugh Weaving and, um, I forget the actor who played the Sarge now, but mm. they feel sinister. Mm. You know, they've got they this, do. like, Hugo Weaving in particular, I mean, Hugo Weaving he plays, plays evil so well. Mm. But um, that other the guy who played the Sarge, he yeah. felt uh, the late great Tony Barry. Tony Barry. Yeah, he only. He I had, knew I'd see. He's, he's he a, only passed away last December. Oh, uh, okay. but, but yes, R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Indeed. But yeah, they they to, as a pair felt like oh these guys are mm. dodgy as. Well, they're also <laughs> shot in a very intimidating yeah, way. You know, yeah, it's all cl- very the close-ups of Hugo weaving as he's looking into the car. Yeah, yeah that bit where, um, where he pulls over. Jay at night and you know mm. leans into his car yeah. window. He doesn't he just, just lean though; so he like bangs the yeah, side of the yeah. door. Oh, he's like, so intimidating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you feel like you're three yeah. three inches tall, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he's kind of had his back the whole time. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's really interesting because obviously Jono, we find out, isn't a wrong egg because he helps out Jay in the shootout. Mm. And ultimately dies because of it. Mm. Um, and I, I thought it was so interesting when Jay obviously uses the rifle, having finally taken out the last um, gangster, for want of a better term, and sees that Jono's died. And just the look of regret on his face of mm. like, oh, I should have trusted him, mm. was was just a really excellent bit it, of filmmaking. It was wonderful, yeah. Yeah, really, yeah. really a wonderful performance. And... Yeah, um, and and then yeah, just just a whole bunch of other well-known yeah. Australian actors. So yeah, the, the, to make the gangster last one was killed was Ryan Quanton. Ryan Quanton. Yeah. I haven't seen him do a lot lately, but he was he was massive around this time because of True Blood and everything. Yeah, but also like man, he plays a shitty uh, racist young white guy really well. He, he does, yeah. But you know, we we have the the customary scene with Jack Thompson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the the old man whose memory's fading. Who is like, oh, I might have a clue, but I can't quite remember it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it's uh, the roadkill. Yeah. Also, the the like great Jack Charles as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. As as old boy, the informer, and that's that that's such a such a nice moment of like <coughs> character levity almost, mm. where you've got this person who. At no point did I expect old boy to betray Jay. He was basically the only person yeah. I didn't expect was going to betray Jay because he's, you know, the 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 the, the uncle figure. He's the informer. He's there mm. to help. He's a bit like the, you know, the shoe shiner in the Naked Gun films. He's just there to like, I'll point you this way to some information, and yeah. then I'll see you in twenty minutes for the next bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, some wonderful just um, cameo performances. It's funny you mentioned those like Hugh Weaving, uh, Jack Thompson, and mm. um, Jack Charles in particular. Mm. Like, they are probably the most character performances you know like yeah. they seem like the most the, the biggest kind of a little bit different a little bit quirky odd, quirky yeah, yeah yeah compared to everyone else who was quite natural yeah, yeah. quite naturalistic yeah. yeah including bruce spence including bruce spence <laughs> yeah, i mean he, yeah, i guess bruce he was spence. a little bit but he's always a bit <laughs> well i mean he, he was playing the the coroner the coroner yeah, and, and, yeah, mm. an odd yeah i think everyone's like yeah coroner's a ever ever a um a, yeah, reputation yeah. for yeah. for being a little bit odd and don't forget, he's the one that introduced the concept of the super dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, is so You may bizarre. not have heard that. My husband just gave a huge <laughs> chuckle then. That was an interesting little, um, yeah, unanswered thread, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was interesting 
the the dog element in this film because from the very beginning you know the, the reason the truck driver finds the body is he hears what he thinks is a is a wild, a dog. wild dog and then the body of julie has bite marks on it that yeah. are uh, post-mortem so like a, a wild dog has come and taken a nibble of her and there's just this constant undercurrent of like characters having dogs and dogs being uh, mm. present in the soundtrack a lot of the times when jay goes um out of the town there's there's a lot of wild dog noises but the dogs aren't actually part of the story almost um they're part of the, they're part of the investigation because of course um that's how jack thompson's character got involved because wild dogs killed his domestic dog mm. and he thought he saw a wild dog with a human bone um but yeah the, the dogs ended up it felt like there was going to be a dog-based payoff that we never got <laughs> Is it the super dog bit? I'm not sure, but I thought the wild dogs everyone's talking about were the, like the the, the hunting dogs, like the pigging dogs and mm. stuff yeah. that the, the, the drug dealers owned. Yeah, and they were, yeah. I always got that was I thought that were meant to be the, uh, okay. the same. I know it's kind mm. of letting you know that was mm. like it could be. They were like yeah. they were the ones that were you know biting. They were you know more Julie and mm. they were just a bit out of control because they be. they wanted people to stay away from there. Uh, okay drug lab that was my impression but it doesn't say it explicitly so maybe See, no, I'm, yeah. it's, it's a bit well, vague isn't maybe it? i'm making connections that aren't there but, but you, you might be right i didn't make that connection but i could see that as yeah. as being part of it that there were no wild dogs they were just um hunting dogs that were being used to scare yeah. people off from, yeah. from this area mm-hmm. yeah okay that works but again the film doesn't explicitly, doesn't say. explicitly say that yeah. and that does that with a lot of things like a yeah. lot of things are left unsaid which I suppose when you call your film Mystery Road allows you to get away <laughs> with that kind of thing. It's like, anything you don't know? Well, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. maybe down that road. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it's pretty good. It's, yeah, it's really yeah, good. It's good. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I, I do think, as you said, the, my one criticism would be it did, it did just feel like it was dragging a bit. Yeah, he, there's a lot of driving to and from, a lot mm. of dead ends, which I find, I think, are great in a mystery. Mm. But they just overstayed their welcome a little bit Yeah, for me. Yeah, and I, and I, I get where you're coming well, from with that. Yeah. For me, I, I felt any longer maybe it would have been dragging, but mm. I felt like it was a good balance for yeah, me. A, a lot yeah. of those kind of like flavour scenes, almost what I want to call, were things that I enjoyed, though. Like they're things mm. that you could cut yeah. and but then you'd be like, oh, but it's it's a good scene. Like when he gets the phone off the kid um, outside um, Ashley's house, uh, it's the phone of uh, Julie, and the kid will only give it to him in exchange for getting to hold his gun, mm. his cop gun. Yeah. And we see him take his time, like making sure there's no one around except the kids, emptying all the bullets out yep. of the gun, including the car uh, in the chamber, and then giving him the gun to hold. And we see the kid like going, oh, yeah, holding the gun. Shows it to his mates. Shows, yeah, and then... <laughs> Hands it back, hands yep. over the phone, gets twenty bucks, like this. This whole thing. It's, it. But like, I, I remember that scene very distinctly because of the way it was constructed. But ultimately, we kind of didn't need to see that. He could have just as easily gone, "Hey, kid, I'll give you twenty bucks for the phone. Deal, Mister." And then yeah. you know that would have yeah, been it. Yeah. But maybe that's why this film is good because it takes the time to actually explore. Oh, definitely. Those I, yeah. I, I totally. Agree. I don't have a problem with it taking it. Well, I guess I do to a degree, but yeah. I think it's it's good to take its time. I just think it got a bit repetitive. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know, there was those... I, I, I really like those scenes too. Like the scene, that scene you just talked about, mm. the scene in the gun mm. shop. Yeah. Which didn't add an awful lot of 
it just story. established mm. that it but yeah, it, it, just, was it, just, it just a little bit of exposition, yeah. but it went on longer than it probably should have. Well, not mm. should have, but could have. Yeah, but it was really fun. Yeah. Um, and it also let us have another famous Australian actor appear yeah. in it as well. Yeah. Um, uh, Tony Billing? Or? Yeah, Roy Billing. Roy Billing. Yeah. Right. You know, because we've got to, got to have him in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it was, yeah. No, it was, it was all right, that. It was good. Yeah, no, it's a really good yeah. movie. Yeah. 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 I'd, happily, guys... I'd happily watch it. I'd happily watch the sequel. Like, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to watch the sequel. Yeah. Do you know what it needs, though? I think this film needs a bit more David Wenham. Uh, yes. So yes. If that's the case, uh, maybe we'll do the sequel one day. I auditioned for the television show at some point. No way. I've auditioned for a thousand things and I've <laughs> never gone anywhere. Okay. Do, do you know what role you were auditioning for? I think it was just some bit bit part. Oh, yeah. I think it was like some, some drunk city guy who ended up in the outback for some reason. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, the, the, the wonderful casting cameo yeah. we could have had. Um, would you like some trivia about Mystery Road? Let's hear yes, some let's. mystery trivia. Okay. Uh, for those of you listening at home, uh, all of this trivia comes from IMDb. So if it's not true, don't blame me. There's not a lot of Mystery oh. Road trivia. Uh, in fact, there are there are three bits oh. that I found. You can uh, get a lot of it mysterious. Uh, and the first bit is is one that we discussed when the film finished. Is that um, uh, Hugo Weaving's niece is in this film? Uh, yeah. Samara Weaving, who plays the role of Peggy. Um, uh, yeah, this was her debut film role, mm. and yeah, appears in the same film as her uncle. So just a nice little family connection there. She was pretty good. Yeah, I yeah. thought she was quite well yeah, cast. That one like... scene she was in, she was really—I thought she was really yeah. good. Mm. That's something that, that they never really explicitly solved. So no, she plays a character no. whose husband was a cop who was murdered yeah. on duty, mm. and again, the implication is he being—he somehow got caught up in this mm. in this drug ring that's been going mm. on and was murdered as a result of it. Yeah, with a cop cover up or something. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Like he he perhaps was a bit like Jay Swan, and he just like he was just just a cop tried to pull this guy over or whatever, you know, for doing mm. something wrong, and then got taken out and there was a cover-up but they never really expressly say, say exactly what, what happened yeah. yeah you don't get closure on that but it's just like everyone knows but how do we prove it well we can't so mm. yeah. yeah yeah but then again i i sort of like them not explain no that. i really like, liked like, that yeah. yeah we all got the sense of like oh okay yeah he dug too deep on this thing <laughs> yeah but, yeah um, no i i'm not i, I like that, that there were a lot of unresolved plot threads mm. but you kind of it's like yeah no i get it i know what you yeah. you know what happened because the movie's implying yeah. it you can come heavily. to enough of a conclusion yeah. Yeah. yeah um much of this film was shot in the small australian town of winton uh, in queensland mystery road held its first screening there uh, some of the uh, iconic australian film crocodile dundee was also shot in winton specifically oh. the walkabout creek pub scene so what, what is the population of Winton? Can we look that up? Uh, we certainly can. Do, I'm just do, wondering how many people would have been at this premiere. Uh, the population of the town of Winton, uh, as of 2022, was approximately 1,135. Right, okay. Pretty so really not, a big, really not a big town. Yeah. yeah. And I... I'm just making sure it is the Queensland Winton because <laughs> uh, it's just occurred to me there might be a couple of places called Winton. It is, yes. So, yeah, population uh, 1135, maybe yeah. slightly less uh, yeah. 10 years ago. Uh, and the final bit of trivia 
is that while looking for extras, a man by the name of Jonathan Stimberg was uh, the first to apply for a role in this film. At the time, Stimberg was on the run for killing his neighbour. Oh, no. (laughs) He got a part, but had to turn it down uh, because he had to flee to Darwin because he realised that the cops were on him. Uh, To his surprise, the casting director found out that night on the news when he was arrested. Uh, The role that Jonathan Stimberg got was as a police officer. Uh. (laughs) I was going to say, did did Jonathan Stimberg just like call up the casting director? Like, sorry, man, I can't make it. I've got to, I've got to head to Darwin. The cops are after me. Yeah, don't worry about it. (laughs) But yes, uh, no, they they cast him as as a cop, which, given you know some of the some of the elements in this film, is like yeah, yeah, irony. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, look, you know, sometimes the the extras are nice, like Patrick, and sometimes. They're murderers. Yeah. So. Like Carmen. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Sometimes we're both. I mean, what? <laughs> uh, all right. All that remains for us to do is to score the film. And uh, Carmen, it was your first time watching Mystery Road. So what score would you like to give it out of 10? Uh, I'm going to give it eight ridiculously tall but charming Bruce Spencers out of 10. Mm, that's, that's a lot of Bruce Spencers. <laughs> but he was very charming. He was very charming. Yeah. Uh, what about yourself, Patrick? Um I really liked it. That's not quite as much as you, Carmen. So I, but I'm going to give it seven uh, Shrek stickers on a fridge out of ten. I, I didn't see that. <laughs> ah, you missed the Shrek sticker oh, on no. the fridge. <laughs> no, I was I have too... to go back and watch the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I was too focused on um, on on the seven um, ice creams eaten in a car out of 10 <laughs> that I'm giving this film. Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah, I just love the Sergeant just gobbling away. Yeah, uh, a bit early for ice cream, isn't it Sergeant? Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I was first like, oh, is he dodging? Yeah, is, yeah. Is, get, is that yeah. what brought you into the hot fuzz? So just like, <laughs> Actually, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just see, we yeah. won't be short, short of chunky monkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's almost exactly what it was. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I would go with about a seven out of 10. I think it's, it's very well made. Um, some people might find it too slow for their tastes um but i don't think this film should be made like a fast-paced action no, film no, because no, 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 no. this story does need its time to to breathe and to look at those things and and to give um this this jay swan character the time for us to get to to know them really mm. and, to, and to see their processes and you know he's got all this sort of family drama which isn't really playing out in the film Mm. it's almost like we're just seeing like a tiny snippet of the fact that yeah he's got an ex-wife and a a daughter that he's estranged from Mm. and hasn't seen in about 10 years Mm. um got the kind of noir elements to it as well yeah like the the detective or the private eye that's got the shady backstory or you know the broken broken home yeah Yeah. and i am curious if if those elements continue into the second film or Mm. into the a uh, couple of seasons of the TV series, yeah. which which are there as well. But I guess we'll have to find out on another episode. Oh, what a cliffhanger. <laughs> Ooh, yes, now, because we, uh, we have finished for today. So uh, thank you so much, Carmen and Patrick, for joining me on this episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Oh, thank you, Stephen. Thank you very much. And for those of you listening at home, thank you so much for listening in. We are in the midst of Australian Film Month. So uh, if you want to listen to our back catalogue of Australian films, why, we've done about... I think about 20 at this point or mm. something like that. You know, from from classics like uh, Strictly Ballroom. Is that anyone's favourite? No. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's up there. Uh, Looking for Alla Brandy. No. I know it's, I know it's Jason Dolly's favourite. Um, uh, Baz Luhrmann's Australia. 
I look, <laughs> I think that's better than people give it credit for. Yeah, personally. But, but I don't think it's anybody's favourite Australian no, film. No. Yeah. Uh, but yes, we've watched quite a lot of them. If you want to go back and listen to our reviews, uh, you can find us on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. You can find the old episodes there and have a listen. We have a Facebook page for news and updates. So just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club on Facebook. And... Um, we also have a Patreon. That's how, that's what that's called. <laughs> we have a Patreon. Uh, just search for us over at patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast for extra bonus features and goodies. But that is all for this week. So until next time, goodbye. Bye. See ya. You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.